Um, yeah, so my name is Robin. Thank you very much for inviting me, Amy. I'm going to speak and sing a song uh, connected to the work I do teaching working class and forgotten bits of radical British history. I do this with a show I created and perform with a number of my colleagues called Three Acres and a Cow, a history of land rights and protest in folk song and story. And an important part of that is the song part. I really feel that singing old songs that our ancestors would have sung when standing up for their rights is a really, really great way of feeling, embodying and catching all of the emotions that come with history. So I'm going to start by singing a song that's from the 1870s. It's one of the first um, sort of agricultural labourers union songs called Three Acres and a Cow. If you, um, if you want to sing along, that would be lovely, but no peer pressure. <laughs> You've heard a lot of talk about three acres and a cow And if they mean to give it us, why don't they do it now? For if I do not get it, I may go out of my mind There's nothing but the land and cow will keep me satisfied Don't you wish you had it now? Three acres and a cow Oh, you could make good cheese and butter when you get the cow certain class in England that is holding fortune great, yet they give us all a starving wage to work on their estate. The land's been stolen from the poor and those that hold it now, they do not want to give us all three acres and a cow. Don't you wish you had it now? Three acres and a cow. Oh, you can make good cheese and butter when you get the cow. to give three acres and a cow when they can get us all to take low wage to drive a plough to live a man he has to work from daylight until dark so the lord can keep both bulls and cattle grazing in his park don't you wish you had it now three acres and a cow oh you can make good cheese and butter when you get the cow Now there is a pretty go in all the country through Us workers we all want to know what the government will do And what we have been looking for I wish they'd give us now Oh we're sure to live if they only give three acres and a cow Don't you wish you had it now? Three acres and a cow Oh you can make good cheese and butter when you get the cow land in England was divided out quite fair. There would be work for everyone to earn an honest share. Some have thousand acre farms which they have got somehow. But I'd be satisfied with just three acres and a cow. Don't you wish you had it now? Three acres and a cow. Oh, you can make good cheese and butter when you get the cow. So that's a, a little song sung by people who would have had very living familial memory of their them or maybe their parents or grandparents being cleared off land in the parliamentary enclosures and forced into the cities and towns for the Industrial Revolution. And um, yeah, that comes about halfway through the show Three Acres and a Cow that I perform, which begins with the big massive redistribution of land, land grab of the Norman Conquest and ends now. Um, so let me see.
got another button here. So yeah, there's a photo of us doing some performing. That was in Leeds a few years ago. And here are some of the places that I researched it. Um, Roy Palmer did an amazing amount of work collecting old ballads and um, using them to tell people's histories. And um, Marion Shord wrote an incredible book about the history of land rights in Britain, which was a very big source of inspiration for me. Um, did a first show about eight years ago in Walthamstow, and it was expecting it to just be a one-off, but it's really become a thing since. And um, <clears throat> those lollipops are all the places we've performed in the last eight years. Oh, gonna have a sip of water. I appear to have a small frog in my throat. Um, these are some of the places that have hosted us, and it's been lovely taking these working class and radical histories to community food growing groups, large NGOs, small community groups, um, retirement homes, arts organisations, places like the People's History Museum, who you'll be hearing from about later. And um, yeah, there's even a little hippie place there as well. We, we, we go to those places. Um, we always try and make sure that at the same time as learning history, we're building community, so if possible, we always try and share food as part of our events because we think if people share food and share songs, that'll help the lessons and, and, and the emotions that people are feeling to go in extra deep. And um, yeah, there's a little look at what one of our posters looks like. Um, some of the things people said about our show, um, yeah, people have very positive experiences of it. And I think that's because people know that they haven't been taught history properly. You know, they get really bored by like dates and kings and queens. And the minute they sing these songs and they really connect to a solid narrative of history, um, which is much more about how, you know, uh, we've been under the thumb of a very tiny elite who've been incredibly greedy in hoarding land and hoarding resources. And some of the amazing stories of people fighting back, whether it's the suffragettes or the chartists or, you know, other movements like the Luddites. Um, so... We have a washing line where we hang all the history along the back. Um, there it is in action, uh, hopefully not far enough away from the fire that that's all okay. But just if you can see the washing line, you'll see things like the enclosures, Black Death, Peasants' Revolt, um, Dissolution of the Monasteries, Industrial Revolution, Peterloo Massacre, Irish Land Wars, Rent Strikes, Kinder Scout Trespass, Highland Clearances, and all these bits of sort of th disparate history that you really can weave together into a coherent narrative. And I think all those parts of history have a lot of power on their own, but when you can weave them into a narrative, especially if it comes right up to the present day, it really helps people have an understanding of how we've ended up in quite a lot of the muddle we have in this country, because of course, we have one of the highest concentrations of wealth and land ownership of most Western democracies. And there's very good reasons for that. And it really makes sense once you start learning the history. Um, Whenever we're performing our shows, we try and invite local people who have their own um, wider knowledge of the local histories and songs. And so you can see up there that's a, that's a school band down in Kent doing a bit of um, singing and learning some radical history. And um, down at the bottom left, that was somebody doing some Zapatista poetry. So, um, yeah, it's just really good at the same time as teaching the bits of history that we feel are important to give a platform to other people to share the bits of history that are particularly powerful and relevant to them. Everybody who comes to our show gets a songbook. And it's just really important that as we are sharing and teaching these songs, 
that people can then go away and share them and keep teaching them. And it's been beautiful to hear about some of the places that songs that people have learned from us have ended up. Um, we've documented all of our research and everything that we've discovered and learned on the Three Acres and a Cow journey on our website, which is threeacresandacow.co.uk. And there are huge amounts of resources on there from songs and poetry to stories and suggestions of books to read and podcasts to listen to. So yeah, really, really geeky about just like learning as much as we can, but also presenting it in a way that will be useful to people. And some people won't want to sing a song, they'll want to listen to a podcast, but you know, all the different things are there. Um, we created a wiki of our show so that anybody who wants to under a Creative Commons license can perform it without us. So this is um, some people in a, a farm in East London who are performing the show without us. Um, we try and make everything as, as intersectional as possible, um, gender diversity, and really when we first performed the show, there were far more men in it than there were women. And it took us a lot longer to excavate the history and discover that, of course, there are just as women out there making important um, historic moments as men. But sadly, both the left and the right regularly involved in historic revisionism that play down or remove the roles of women in our radical and working class histories. Um, this was me uh, and my colleagues running a youth residency, trying to get some teenagers involved in learning these histories, because I really feel that the sooner you can get these stories into people, the greater the scope for change. So this was a, a really fun week's residency where we took eight teenagers and basically taught them how to do the show and let them then go out there in the world and adapt and play with it in the ways that they wanted to. And yeah, I worked having, having really established the English history of land rights show Three Acres and a Cow, worked with some Welsh storytellers, helping them to excavate their own stories and songs and um, poetry. So that, that show is called Gafael Tear, Leave Land. So um, yeah, what's happening at the moment with Three Acres and a Cow? We're working on educational resources to try and make sure that all these lessons can be brought into school as soon as possible. So this is our branding for Three Acres and a Calf. And um, yeah, I'm really, really keen to meet and explore collaborating with any teachers who are wondering how they can increase the amount of working class and radical British history into their history, geography or whatever other lessons. And um, we're also very close to finishing a recording, a good quality recordings of all of the old historic folk songs that we've uncovered, some of which are well known, but some of which really have never been, have never, they don't exist anywhere on the internet, which it's quite impressive, really. So, oh, that's 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 me. I'll leave you now.